Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. I'm Nick Ainelli. From tech to small businesses, the Maryland Black Caucus lays out its top priorities this legislative session. I'm Melissa Howell. Is one large school system in our area doing enough to attract and retain teachers? I'm Scott Gelman. Should you be getting a COVID shot the same way you get your flu shot? Dr. David Agus of CBS News will be with us at 1110 to talk it over. It's now 11 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Jennifer Kuyper in Chicago. Saifulo Saipov is convicted in New York City of intentionally mowing down several people with a speeding truck on a bike path in 2017. Eight people died and several others were seriously injured. WCBS-TV's Alice Gaynor on the defense's argument. They did not cross-examine any witness or survivor. But they argued he did it for religious reasons, saying he was a supporter of ISIS, not a member. An expert who studies jihadist groups testified for the prosecution that there are two ways to become a member of ISIS, travel overseas or commit an attack where you are. The defense countered Saipov planned to die during the attack, so he couldn't have been trying to become a member. The experts said you're identified the same when the terror group claims responsibility as a soldier of the Islamic State or as a martyr for them if you're killed. Cities around the country are preparing for possible protests tomorrow night. That's when officials in Memphis, Tennessee, are planning to release the body cam footage showing the confrontation between five former police officers and Tyree Nichols, who later died. CBS's Nichelle Medina. Nichols loves skateboarding. His family attended a vigil at a Memphis skate park Thursday night. We don't have to grieve alone. We don't have to be enraged alone. The Shelby County District Attorney says his team worked quickly to expedite the case because of its extraordinary nature. Nichelle Medina, CBS News. Former South Carolina lawyer Alex Murdoch is on trial for the murders of his wife and son. On the stand, Sergeant Daniel Green says Murdoch did not cry while at the scene. His immediate reaction was to start telling me about an incident that had happened with his son uh, with a boating accident. With the boating accident? Yes, sir. Had you asked him anything about that? I did not. Murdoch's lawyer suggests officers disturb potential evidence at the scene. The leader of the Scientology movement may be missing. CBS's Steve Futterman. Where is David Miscavige? Attorneys have been attempting to serve him with court documents. Those documents deal with a child trafficking lawsuit filed by several former Scientology members. It also includes allegations of forced labor. Miscavige became the church leader after its founder, L. Ron Hubbard, died. Some suggest he is hiding to avoid being served and forced to appear in court. An asteroid about the size of a truck came very close to Earth earlier this evening. Astronomer Jennifer Millard says it had it been closer, it would have just burned up in Earth's atmosphere. She says it's just one of many asteroids in the galaxy. Well, we think we know of less than half a percent of the ones that exist out there. We think that there are millions of them. Southern California's Santa Ana winds clocked at 112 miles per hour in the mountains north of L.A. today have been toppling big rigs and downing trees. One woman was pinned by a downed eucalyptus tree in a San Diego park. This is CBS News. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Liberty Mutual Insurance. 1103 here on WTOP, Thursday evening, January 26th, 2023. Chantilly is at 34 degrees, and we're going below freezing later. Good evening.
morning. I'm Dimitri Sotis with the top local stories we're following this hour. Cities around the country, including here in the nation's capital, are gearing up for potential protests following the release of footage from the violent traffic stop between Memphis police and the late Tyree Nichols. D.C. police say tonight that they are activating all officers in anticipation of demonstrations across the city. Nichols died three days after the traffic stop confrontation with five former Memphis police officers. All five of those officers are charged with murder. We're expecting body cam and surveillance footage from the interaction to be made public sometime after 7 o'clock tomorrow night. Nichols' family has already seen the footage. Their attorney says it shows the 29-year-old being shocked, pepper-sprayed, and restrained, and then beaten for three minutes. Now to Loudoun County, where the former school superintendent has suffered a big legal loss in court today. He was charged in connection with a student committing sexual assaults at two different schools while he was in charge of the school system. WTOP's Nick Ionelli reports from the courthouse. A Loudoun County judge denied a request from former Superintendent Scott Ziegler to have charges against him dropped. He's facing three misdemeanors related to how the county's school system handled two sexual assaults by one student in 2021. His defense attorneys argued that Virginia's Attorney General overstepped his authority in convening the special grand jury that leveled the charges, but the judge disagreed. The father of one of the assault victims spoke out about how that made him feel. I mean, somewhat relieved, because, you know, we want to see this thing get going. You know, our family needs closure. At the Loudoun County Courthouse, Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. New this evening, Democrats in Virginia's Senate have defeated several bills that would have restricted abortion access in the state. That includes a proposed 15-week abortion ban that was a priority for Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin. These were the first decisive legislative votes in Virginia since the Supreme Court's decision last year to overturn Roe v. Wade. Observers say barring some extraordinary move, abortion rights restrictions are unlikely to be enacted this year in the Commonwealth. It currently has some of the South's most permissive abortion laws. We're about two weeks into Maryland's legislative session, and we're now hearing from Maryland's black leaders as they lay out their top priorities for the year. The Maryland Black Caucus's policy priorities this legislative session include cannabis legalization, education, and supporting black businesses. Delegate Nick Charles laid out some of the plans to support local business owners through the proposed Small Business Protection Act, which would ensure minority-owned businesses are considered in the procurement process when it comes to state contracts. Our legislative agenda moving forward, this session includes extending and protecting the minority business enterprise program to make sure that the state is not leaving anything out. Charles says the caucus will also support a bill to provide more funding for tech diversity among black entrepreneurs. These are some important issues to make sure we're taking care of the African-American community. Oh, Sahel, WTOP News. Fairfax County Public Schools have already started recruiting teachers for next year. It's getting a quicker start than it has in the past. Well, now county leaders are considering whether they are paying teachers enough to bring in the best of the best and to keep the current employees happy. The heavy hitters right now are Loudoun Prince William. That's school board member Megan McLaughlin responding to the 5% raise Prince William County school teachers are projected to earn next year. Fairfax County's proposed budget calls for a 3% boost. Board member Abraro Mace wonders if that's enough. The employee compensation piece does strike me as a place where our system is bleeding. Fairfax ranks fifth out of nine local school systems for total career earnings this year, and the county puts an average of $4,000 per year in the teachers' retirement funds, but Chief Operating Officer Marty Smith says it may be hard for recent graduates to think that far ahead. It's hard for them to understand what that benefit might be down the road. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. Still ahead here on WTOP, an FDA advisory panel has been hard at work today talking over how, as a nation, we should move 
to a new COVID vaccine strategy. And we'll hear about it from Dr. David Agus of CBS News coming up. Stay with us for your whole drive. And you know you can always ask your smart speaker to play WTOP or use the free WTOP app. Hi, I'm Rich Moresco, president of Ryko Kitchen and Bath. At RICO, we understand the fears of remodeling. That's why we expertly guide you through the process to create the kitchen or bathroom of your dreams. With trusted brands like Merillat, RICO has provided excellence in design, products, insulation, and world-class service from start to finish for over 70 years. Your vision, our expertise. It's time to love your space again. Visit one of our 23 RICO kitchen and bath showrooms today or request an appointment online at reico. Because of the new car shortage, car buyers are paying over sticker price for new cars. Not at Fitzgerald Subaru in Gaithersburg and Rockville. We still post our no-haggle, no-hassle price on the windshield of every new Subaru and Subaru-certified pre-owned in Fitzway used car. And many are discounted below sticker. Our price transparency will earn your trust. That's the Fitzway. Call 888-FITZMALL and get all the facts. Transparency and trust. That's the Fitzway. There's just no better way to go. 1108. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $69. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks here on WTOP. Rich Hunter is in the WTOP Traffic Center. All right, setting up work zones on the Beltway in Virginia on the Adeloop already in place uh, between the GW Parkway and the Dulles Toll Road. Two right lanes get you by the work zone. Then on the Adeloop, beginning right after Route 7, headed towards 66, you'll eventually be down to one single lane to left through that work zone. So expect some delays there as a result. The express lanes get by without delay in that stretch at the very least. On the Adeloupe in Maryland in Prince George's County, between the Baltimore-Washington Parkway and Kenilworth Avenue, the work zone blocks a single left lane. Staying in Maryland on the Bay Bridge, westbound span blocked for overnight maintenance. Eastbound carries two-way traffic, one lane for each direction of travel. Delays as of late brief. Now back in Virginia, northbound 95, between the truck scales and Dale City, single file right gets you by the works. And delays have eased a little bit there, but it is still quite slow at times. Southbound working between Centerport Parkway and US 17 Falmouth. And there you're down to a single left lane getting by. Heads up for delays beginning uh, before Centerport Parkway getting into and then through the works on its length. 66 westbound approaching Route 28 works in, in the left lane. Then between 29 and the rest area in Manassas, single left lane gets you by there. Crash that was on the ramp from 66 westbound to go south on Sudley Road. That has been wrapped up and cleared, and that ramp completely reopened. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4's Amelia Draper. Partly cloudy skies out there on this Thursday night with lows in the upper 20s to mid-30s. Highs tomorrow in the mid to upper 40s, a seasonable day with plenty of sunshine, a nice finish to the work week. On Saturday, we're warmer. Highs in the low to mid-50s with plenty of sun. And clouds increase throughout the day on Sunday with highs in the low 50s. Some scattered late-day rain showers are possible with some rain looking likely overnight Sunday into Monday morning. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Emilia Draper. At Fort Belvoir, we're at 36, Foggy Bottom 43, Silver Spring 43 degrees. Some parts of our area could be down to below freezing tonight, 28 degrees. We're brought to you by Long Fence. Save 20% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today. Schedule your free in-home estimate. It's 11-11. An FDA advisory committee has voted to launch a new COVID vaccine strategy for the nation. They're now recommending that anyone getting the vaccine should get a bivalent shot and not the original formula. Pfizer and Moderna's original 
has been America's go-to shots for the past two years for your first shots. CBS News medical contributor Dr. David Agus joined us earlier to talk this over. Well, we have to give a nice nod to that original vaccines, you know, from the original variant, because it protected us for a few years and did it remarkably well. But the virus has changed, and what we're seeing now is the Pfizer and Moderna bivalent booster both of them have one, are more effective in terms of neutralizing the current variant of the virus. And they do amazingly well. A new CDC study showed that if you're under 60, it almost reduces hospitalization 50%. I mean, symptomatic disease 50% and hospitalization over 90%. So it's pretty dramatic in terms of its protection. And so we're transitioning to the new one. And I think the important thing is what they said is that every fall, Every year, the average person should get this booster once a year. So instead of all the confusion about when and who should get it, this is a much clearer message. What about the uh, flu shot? Would you maybe pair it with your, your yearly COVID shot and, you know, kind of get it all done at once? Yeah, I think that's what's, you know, the, the normalization is that we've been normalized. Half the country gets a flu shot every year, whereas only 16% has gotten this bivalent booster. So if we do it, we do them together in the fall. We get both of them. We're both going to be protected going for flu and keep the immunity up for COVID-19. If you're elderly or have other conditions, it may be twice a year, but for the average person, it's going to be once a year. Would you say right now we are still losing far too many people to COVID in our country? Yeah, you know, it, it's very difficult in our country to get accurate data. You know, the numbers are three people a day are dying of COVID. But when you look at that, many of them are dying with COVID rather than from COVID. And it's very hard to distinguish exactly how many. There clearly are many dying, and everyone that dies is too many because most of those are protected with the vaccine or should be protected with the vaccine and Paxlovid. So it is frustrating that people are still suffering from this virus when we have the vaccine readily available. We have a drug that if you're positive in the patients who are high risk, can prevent that hospitalization. Back to the flu shot comparison. We know that every year the specialists take a look at what they think flu might be and tailor the vaccine to that. How about with COVID? How would it work with that yearly shot? Same thing. We're going to have that crystal ball and we're going to start to see the virus is changing. So let's make the booster a little bit different so that we can have a broad enough immune response to really contain what the virus is that year. You know, over a million years of evolution, the human genome changed 1%. This virus can change 1% in a day. And so the, the idea that the virus can change is real, and we really have to respond with science when it does. Final thought here about what the advisory panel is saying, and I, I guess maybe more broadly, our national approach to COVID this year. I mean, what they're saying is that we've been very poorly compliant with the current boosters and that there's a lot of myths and disinformation out there. So having a cogent, simple policy, just like the flu shot, is the way to go. And we need one national voice. We need one national idea. And this is going to be it. Every fall, we're going to get a booster to keep immunity up because most importantly, we have to block hospitalization. And many people will block you from getting sick at all, not all, but it will block hospitalization and serious illness, and that's the key. CBS News medical contributor, Dr. David Agus. Take a look at an exciting finish in the Caps-Pens game downtown tonight. Stay with us. This is an important notice to all U.S. taxpayers. The IRS is giving away billions of dollars in tax savings through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative to aid delinquent taxpayers. This initiative was established for anyone facing financial hardship and unable to pay their back taxes. Qualifying and enrolling in this program will stop all collections, settle your delinquent tax problem, and even reduce what you owe by thousands of dollars. Call the hotline at People's Tax Relief to see if you qualify and get this free information by dialing 800-269-3394.
If you have unfiled tax returns or cannot afford to pay your personal or business back taxes, you can now get the help you need. One simple phone call can resolve your tax problem and save you thousands of dollars. To see if you qualify and to get this important free information, call 800-269-3394. Sports at 15 and 45 powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. 11-15 with Rob Woodford. The Wizards completed a Texas two-step with a comeback win in Houston, 108-103, led by Kyle Kuzma's second 30-point game in as many nights and Kendrick Nunn's impressive debut in a 19-point comeback against the Rockets. Kuz scored all but four of his game-high 33 points in the second half, including a 20-point fourth quarter. In the first half, it was real funky. We just had a bad energy about ourselves and um, just came out in the second half and just tried to play hard hard as possible and um, for me I just erased the first half from my mind and just you know just try to take over the game and um, you know just try to find a way to help us get a win. None had 12 points in his first playtime as a wizard since coming over in the Rui Hachimura trade. It was an even better night for college basketball around the DMV especially in College Park where Maryland is 10 and 1 at home after a 73-55 victory over Wisconsin. Jameer Young had his fourth 20-point game in his last five and told Big Ten Network Sunday's second half rally against Purdue was a factor. It's something we cut a bit off of. They're the number three team in the country, so being able to go on the road and battle with them was huge for us to have build momentum into this game um, and leading into the next game. So we're just trying to keep it going, keep sharing the ball, and uh, really just defending and rebounding, limiting them to one shot. And as Akeem Hart added, the Terps' size advantage played into their hands. Yeah, that was definitely the emphasis going in. Most of my Coach was telling me they shorted me, so I got to put pressure on the uh, on offense and get my teammates shots. And it worked as Hart had a career-high eight assists to go with his 13 points. GW and American were also winners on their home courts. Navy got a game above 500 with a road win over Bucknell, but George Mason was blown out by VCU. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. Did want to tell you about that Caps game tonight. We know about the bitter, bitter rivalry, I should say, with the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Pens were in town tonight. Uh, it was uh, 2-2 in overtime, all the way to a shootout, and the Capitals came out on top. 3-2 in the end uh, with that shootout at Capital One Arena. Now 11-17. A Northern Virginia man who was convicted nearly a decade ago of supporting the Islamic State group is now being accused of violating his terms of release. According to court documents, the FBI photographed Ali Shukri Amin of meeting with a convicted Taliban supporter three different times in 2021. Prosecutors say Amin is barred from meeting with known extremists. Amin was only 17 when he was sentenced for spreading ISIS propaganda on social media. Top stories that we're covering for you this hour on WTOP. Five former Memphis police officers are charged with second-degree murder in the death of Tyree Nichols. Body cam footage of the arrest is expected to be released tomorrow. Police here in D.C. are gearing up for potential protests. An FDA advisory panel has voted to streamline the COVID vaccination process. They are recommending that all future COVID-19 vaccines be made to target the same strain for both the initial and the booster shots. Motion denied. That is what a judge told former Loudoun County School Superintendent Scott Ziegler today in court. Stay with WTOP for more. Traffic and weather on the 8s, and when it breaks, Rich Hunter is in the traffic center. All right, uh, setting up the work zone on the outer loop of the Beltway, you head south of Route 7 toward I-66, eventually down to one single lane to the left, getting past the work zone. So just be aware, there's a slowdown there. As a result, the express lanes there do get by without delay. Uh, also set up on the outer loop between the George Washington Parkway and the Dulles Toll Road, two lanes to the right get you by in that work zone. 66 westbound as you approach Route 28, works in the left lane between 29 
Centerville and the Manassas Rest Area single left lane get you by. Eastbound working between 28 and the Fairfax County Parkway single left lane get you by. Eastbound approaching the Beltway, the work zone blocks the left lane of three. And then as you go inside the Beltway, working in the Roslyn Tunnel again tonight, and there you're down to a single right lane getting by. Maryland Beltway out of loop between the Baltimore-Washington Parkway and Kenilworth Avenue. That work zone blocks a single left lane to get by without delay. Summer is around the corner. Whether your child is a, a budding chef, scientist, or a sports superstar, they'll find friends, fun, and exciting new experiences at the YMCA, visit ymcadc.org slash summer camp to save their spot today. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4, four-day forecast as we're going to Amelia Drake. Low temperatures tonight in the upper 20s to mid-30s, so a cold night. Plenty of sun tomorrow, highs in the mid to upper 40s. On Saturday, we're warmer. Highs in the low to mid-50s and clouds increase throughout the day on Sunday with some rain showers likely late in the day, mainly overnight into Monday morning. And then watching a storm system that could bring us some wintry weather Tuesday or Wednesday, all dependent on the timing. Stay tuned for details. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Amelia Draper. Georgetown is at 43, Bowie 40, Leesburg 37. And believe it or not, some of us could be all the way down to like 28 degrees late tonight. This is obviously the suburban areas, probably stay above freezing in D.C. and very close to D.C. And we're brought to you by Len the Plumber, trusted same-day service, seven days a week. I'm watching the wind speeds tonight. Uh, the winds have died down for the most part, but they're still gusting here and there from the northwest, and that makes uh, the uh, puts a little chill in the air, I guess you could say, a little more biting than it would be if we had totally calm winds tonight, as we hope to have a little later. Well, coming up on WTOP, how are the schedules changing for Metro so that maybe as you stand on that platform, that train gets to you a little sooner? Stay with us tonight on WTOP. That bill's piling up? Temporary prescriptions not cutting it? When your pet has an unscratchable itch, dull coat, or fur loss, you do everything you can to help. But the truth is, these issues start with their food. Sometimes pets just need a little something to balance out their bowl. Dinobite nutritional supplements add essential nutrients to mealtime to support a healthy digestive tract, skin and coat, and immune system. Because when your pet is their healthiest self, they're also their happiest self. We were at a loss until we tried Dynavite. After just a few weeks, Maggie stopped all the itching and shedding. She had a healthy, shiny coat. Just a huge relief for all of us, but especially Maggie. Get a free probiotics booster with your purchase of Dynavite for dogs by using code DOG at Dynavite.com. Happier, healthier with every bite. Over a million pets helped with Dynavite. 1122. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Contact the domestic litigation firm of Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Fairfax area attorneys, a partner men can count on, office in Falls Church, online at CordellCordell.com. That's Cordell Cordell. 
Cordell.com. This new era of hybrid work means a new generation of never-before-seen threats. Is your network ready? Palo Alto Networks provides a critical first step in accomplishing a successful SASE deployment with ZTNA 2.0. Join Palo Alto Networks for SASE Converge On Demand to learn from industry experts about the latest trends and innovations in SASE so you can lead the transformation of your infrastructure with confidence. Register today at sase.converge.paloaltonetworks.com. This is WTOP News. It's 1123. We are not yet riding Metro as frequently as we did before COVID, but some days have more people than others, and Metro says it's got to adjust to that demand. Trains run every 15 minutes on the orange-blue and what's known as the Blue Plus line right now. Effective February 7th, we'll be running 12-minute frequencies on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 6 to 9 a.m. and to 3 to 6 p.m. That's Metro GM Randy Clark, and he says that means from Roslyn through the city to Stadium Armory, you'll see trains passing through the core every three and a half minutes. And that is where the ridership demand is. On February February 21st, you'll also see red line trains run every eight minutes from 6A to 9P, Tuesday through Thursday. And with more 7,000 series cars, all orange line trains will also be eight cars long starting on the 7th. John Dome in WTOP News. A little less than two months ago, an off-duty FBI agent shot and killed a man inside Metro Center during a fight. Nobody else at the station was hurt. Metro leaders say that's partly due to the actions of Victoria Stanley. She was operating a red line train full of passengers that day. As she approached Metro Center, she noticed the commotion and heard the gunshots. Instead of opening the train doors, Operator Stanley kept, uh, kept them closed to protect the customers on her train and quickly began moving the train full of customers out of harm's way toward the next station. My description of this cannot convey how amazing Ms. Stanley's quick thinking was in this moment. Metro Board Chair Paul Smetberg and today's board hearing, uh, board meeting, I should say, also had Smetberg reading social media posts from writers who thanked Stanley for keeping them safe. A local PE teacher is being recognized for the extraordinary impact he has on his students. The Northwest D.C. Elementary and Middle School Educator is in the running for the nation's top teaching honor. Teachers have that opportunity to create a little person and mold them into something great. Coach Jamar Roundtree says he loves his job. He gets to use physical activity to help kids let off steam, learn that it's okay to fail as long as you keep trying, and just as important as getting them moving, to create a space for them to share and let go of whatever emotional weight they are carrying. But kids get an opportunity to share things they might not share in the, the regular classrooms. The Center City Public Charter School educator has already been selected as D.C.'s Teacher of the Year. The 2023 National Teacher of the Year will be announced in the spring. Shana Steelen, WTOP News. Money News 25 and 55 with Larry Kofsky. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. Tech stocks led the way as Wall Street posted modest gains. Mixed economic data suggested that a so-called soft landing for the economy is still possible. Dow Industrials climbed 206. The S&P 500 gained 44. The Nasdaq rose 199. Troubles continue to mount for Bed Bath & Beyond. The struggling retailer got a default notice from J.P. Morgan Chase demanding immediate debt repayment. The company says it can't pay. Southwest Airlines is pushing back against concerns voiced by federal regulators that it may have been understaffed in December. CEO Bob Jordan says staffing was adequate. He points to Southwest's December performance aside from its Christmas week meltdown. A new CEO will steer Toyota through the transition to electric vehicles. Lexus chief Koji Sato will replace Akio Toyota, who's held the job since 2009. 
The change takes effect in April. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. Most Asian markets are higher tonight. And coming up here on WTOP, prosecutors charge five ex-police officers in Memphis with the killing of Tyree Nichols, who died.